0: Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. It's so good to be semi close to you because you've been very far from me for a (laughs) while. Yeah.
1: It's been a while, which normally we joke and say it's been a while. But it actually has. It
0: (laughs) it has. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm very glad to be with you, my friend. When this comes out, I'll have had a six week old baby.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Welcome to the world, little Nico. We're a couple of weeks into this social distancing, quarantine. Far into it. We're months. (laughs) Has it been years? Yeah, we're a month into this. I'm just saying the days are long. Yeah. The end of a week feels like the end of a month. Maybe that's just me. I've been anticipating what Holy Week would be like. Of course, we're like planning these virtual liturgies. Father Burns has been so generous. And I've been kind of hedging (laughs) myself to be prepared for the disappointment of not being able to do my normal Holy Week stuff. Last year on Holy Thursday, that was the first time I visited seven churches, and I thought, okay, I will visit seven different online Eucharistic Adoration chapels. Hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm just like trying to make it okay for myself. But I've been thinking about the disciples and how... Holy Week, in real time, was very unexpected for them. I mean, they had gone to Jerusalem every year for Passover. They'd even celebrated with Jesus before. So for things to escalate and fall apart and become, I mean, truly horrific, traumatic, was probably not on their radar. So in a way, I think we're entering into Holy Week in a more authentic way. I think our emotional experience, our like real world experience of being taken by surprise, like trying to figure it out on the fly. Mm. I think that's probably very true to what the disciples were feeling in the garden when the soldiers showed up. Further back at the last supper, when he took bread and took wine and proclaimed that this was the new covenant, he was making a new covenant with us. Things had already Change. They'd already begun to shift. So anyway, I just think we're not as alone in this uncertainty as we might feel.
0: Well, and as you guys were talking about on Teachable Tuesday recently, going back to thinking about them being in the garden and taken by surprise and that feeling of dread that a lot of people are feeling this uncertainty and there could be no good that comes from this. Like, what's happening to my Savior? What's happening to our Lord, you know?
1: Someone described our experience of feeling like life is happening in slow motion. And I can imagine that John felt that way. Watching their friend, Judas, one of the apostles show up with a a legion of soldiers and taking Jesus. I just imagine things that I've never really fully embodied or experienced that like lack of control, confusion, must have felt very surreal.
0: That's what I mean. It's like a physical feeling now, as opposed to like, let's just put ourselves there. We're like feeling things that we've never felt before.
1: Yeah. It's always supposed to have been this way. Like the gospel was always supposed to be this real and applicable, but we just weren't in a season to feel it as deeply or really intimately as we're invited to in these days.
0: So where do we go from there?
1: Well, I think it can't just be business as usual. I think there are outward things that we can do to live a prayerful, even a fruitful triduum from home. But deeper than that, I'm just wondering about the posture of my heart. I'm thinking about my friend John, the beloved. I'm thinking more about his experience in the garden. I'm relating to that feeling of, fear. You know, he ran when Jesus was captured. He like slipped out of his garment and ran away naked. Tradition tells us that was St. John. And I'm thinking about how he stayed. First, he stayed and prayed, and then he ran. (laughs) But he came back, and he stood at the foot of the cross. He was the only apostle to be present at the crucifixion. He consoled Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary Magdalene. So I'm just wondering how I can imitate my friend John, this unique Holy Week where I'm feeling it viscerally, that confusion and fear and separation. How can I be with John and abide with Jesus? Whether that's like imaginatively to pray in the garden and to stay awake on Holy Thursday, whether that's to do Stations of the Cross, You know, in my house by myself, yeah, (laughs) you know, all the virtual ways that will take part. How can I have that heart of Saint John to have my eyes on Jesus? There's a scene in the Passion of the Christ that people talk about a lot. There's this moment where Jesus falls. I don't know which fall it is, but he looks up and he sees his mother. Must be the fourth station, so it's probably one of the earlier falls. And there's this flashback scene of little Jesus falling and Mary running to him. It's like a very beautiful moving scene. And even to see like Mary move throughout the crowd with her eye on Jesus, you know? yeah. I'm just wondering how I can imitate that, if I can make that my goal of this triduum. I wonder if I could even be more intentional this triduum than I normally would.
0: That's how I felt about that mass for St. Joseph. It was like... The most beautiful Mass. And I wasn't there. It was on a screen. And it was so grace-filled and so incredible. I wouldn't have felt that intimacy and longing and grace if it hadn't been for that moment, if it hadn't been for these times and these circumstances.
1: Yeah. I felt the same way. I was keenly aware that if I had woken up, done my normal schedule, and like, oh, it's the Solemnity of St. Joseph, I might have gone to Mass. But I don't know that I would have made mass the priority. Mm. I could have chosen an 8 a.m. and 8.30 at this other parish. Oh, I'm kind of running behind. I didn't get ready in time. Or, oh, I've got a call. So maybe I'll go to an evening mass. Then I miss the evening mass. And I'm like, well, I'll stop by the chapel. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like we're so spoiled for opportunity that we don't have to be that intentional. But because it was... We were deprived of it. There was, for me too, a deep longing. I wept through that whole mass, such a longing to be with the Lord, to receive the Lord, to ask for St. Joseph's intercession. He's so special to me. It was like the highlight of my day, whereas normally it would have been something I tacked on to my day.
0: Yeah, so I think that that's how the Triduum is going to be. And I think it's just our heart's posture. As I shared with you, I've really struggled with prayer over the past month since having the baby. And I was feeling so much consolation before the baby, you know, and I don't feel like at all desolation. It's just a strange yearning for intimacy with the Lord and to feel connected to him and kind of grappling for it, but not knowing why I don't feel the consolation. And so I struggle with, Talking about these things, because I think so many of us want to feel that intimacy, and yet our desire doesn't like click make it happen
1: well, and you remember the rules of St. Ignatius would say that consolation is not ours, right to make happen right we can't force it I guess I'm like tangibly feeling
0: that right now,
1: but I love that you said it's not desolation, I'm feeling the same thing, it's just different, mm-hmm. not being with Jesus in the true presence, I think we do what we know how to do. I think we turn off our phones. We make prayer intentional in our schedule. If you know what works for you, if you know you need worship music, you put on worship music and you actively worship, not while you're doing something else, not just listening to worship music, you actively engage in praise and worship. I know for me, I'm a journaler. I know I encounter Mm. God in conversation. Yeah. But I have been in all of my muddled mind. I haven't wanted to journal. And I had to remind myself just this week, this works for me. I know I meet him in these pages. That's a place of
0: encounter for you.
1: Yes. When I talk to him. He talks back right. when I share my heart with him and like, just tell him my worries and concerns, not while I'm doing something else, not this like busy kind of checking in It's the difference between like saying something to your spouse and passing and like sitting down to have dinner together and like go on a date. I know that that meeting of hearts happens in the pages of my journal. So I think we've got to do what works.
0: Now that the baby's getting bigger and like I can put him down more, I definitely have time to just pick up the Bible and my journal mm. for t- even 10 minutes.
1: I was going to say, it doesn't have to be long. In fact, it surprises me when I actually sit down to do that. I'm like, oh, there you are. Yeah. I've been like reaching for you all day. But if I give you 10 minutes, it works. I remember a friend once shared with me this spiritual inventory. Super cool. And you can kind of assess like where you're at, what's your prayer life like? And one of the very first questions is, you know, like, do you have time daily with the Lord? Are you like encountering the Lord, whatever? But the next question is, do you feel connected in those times? And I just haven't been feeling connected. So I've got to go back
0: to the basics. I fell in love with Jesus, journaling. Get back to basics. Yeah, (laughs) So I shared my testimony on YouTube. You can find it at our YouTube channel, Blessed Is She. Beth's is up there as well, and we'll hopefully be adding more Blessed Is She peeps. Mm -hmm. But as I was thinking about my testimony, I shared about how in all moments of sin or struggle or what seemed like darkness for me in a lot of my teen years, but I think applies to us as adults my like conversion or transformation happened when i realized in my imagination that jesus had been right beside me in every single one of those scenes if you will of me in like deep sin and deep yearning for feeling secure but being a young girl and so insecure of drinking or drugs or feeling alone so those scenes flashing and me realizing the person of Jesus had always been right beside me. And I think that that's so beautiful to remember. Think about those scenes of you scrolling and you trying to take walks to pass the time and baking and cooking and doing all these things that we're trying to do in this moment of isolation from the world. And that Jesus is right beside us. He's never leaving us. He's never left us. He wants to be right next to you, his daughter, at every moment of every day. And that was something really beautiful for me to remember. So getting back to that basic thought, that basic truth.
1: Well, the basics of your own story of encountering the Lord was remembering he was with you in all of those mundane things as well as more.
0: Yeah, darker times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I had a similar thought yesterday. I was kind of moving around my house and it's just like a little studio, you know? And I've been kind of wrestling with this idea of like isolation or quarantine and like living alone. And I realized by God's grace, oh, I'm quarantined with Jesus. Yeah. Like he's here. Yeah. (laughs) He lives here. It was such like a bright spot. It's harder to settle into, I think, but it's a good anchoring reality to come back to. But I do think you have to come back to it. Mm. And then our awareness grows. B, B-I-S, before Blessed Is She, <laughs> when I was a youth minister, if I had a day off, I would have a weekday off. So oftentimes my friends, they had work or school. they busy. Yeah, they couldn't hang. So I would like go To Peter Jungle by myself and have lunch and like sit on the patio with Jesus or like go to a movie and put my hand on the armrest just in case he wanted to hold hands, you know? Did he? Always. He loves holding hands. (laughs) You know, everything changed, but it's temporary. And the Lord hasn't changed.
0: He abides, you know? I kind of feel like we're all being like Peter. Tell me more. We all ran away. We're just sitting by a fire, trying to pass the time. Whew. We're not trying to get close to the Lord because we're scared as poop. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. But what if this uniquely painful Holy Week and Lent really means that we'll have a uniquely brilliant and beautiful and victorious Easter?
0: Won't he do it? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to think about that. I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to believe for that. It makes sense. That's the Lord's style. He allows suffering because his plan of redemption, the salvation, the victory that he brings, the breakthrough is so much bigger and better. The restoration is more complete. It's more magnificent than even if it had never happened. That's the whole story of this triduum we're about to live, is that there's this incredible, brutal suffering that leads to not only the resurrection of one man, but the resurrection of all of mankind. So we get to live it. Praise God for that.
0: Yeah, I think we can believe that he's going to do it again.
1: I mean, it's what he's always promised. This has been the story the whole time. And we're like, we want to be a resurrection people. <laughs> now we actually get to live it. Globally, we're living a death and a resurrection. If we enter into it, we can experience Paschal Mystery in our own lives, in our world. But now the whole world is going through something at the same time. Catholic, if yeah. you will. Yeah. When you lose someone, there's this overwhelming isolation and loneliness. Like who could ever understand this? Even though lots of people every everyone loses some you know at some time everyone yeah. in their life loses someone they love but it feels so personal so painful you wonder can anyone else understand this but we're in this crazy moment of time where the whole world is going through something traumatic and now we have a chance as a people as humankind to come through it together into resurrection King of all nations. King of all nations. You know, we're missing all of the corporate liturgies. Mm, We're missing that experience of two or three gatherings. I wonder if the invitation in that lack is to experience more intimacy and depth in our personal relationship with Jesus, our longing, in our personal prayer, in our journals.
0: Like even if you go back to the disciples... They were all separated. I mean, eventually they came together, but like Peter was just alone by the fire.
1: Well, and Peter's redemption came alone. He dove out of the boat. In John 21, mm-hmm. John says,
0: it is the Lord. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Peter dives in, yeah. swims to the shore, and he has this moment with Jesus. He has this private conversation with Jesus. So maybe the Lord wants to have some private conversations with us. Maybe he wants to bring about our personal redemption this weekend. That gets me like fired up to think about the possibility of that. This isn't a time of deprivation. It's a time of invitation.
0: Ooh. Mm -hmm.
1: That's good. The Lord is not limited by coronavirus. He's not limited by us not being able to go to mass. He's giving us an opportunity to enter more deeply into a spiritual communion, into a communion of desire. Holy cow. I mean all of Song of Songs is like the lover beckoning to the beloved and like this back and forth. They don't like come together until the end. It's a lot of pursuit. So what if we thought about this time as an opportunity to pursue the heart of the lover and to allow the lover to pursue our hearts as his beloved. Just thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Me too. I'm so glad we had this conversation because it's hard not to look at our current situation and think, where is the Lord in this? Like, Why would he allow this? How can I live without the Eucharist? Why through Easter? It feels so painful because we have faith. But let's exercise our faith to say, the Lord is in this and he has a good plan for us in it. Mm -hmm. And to discover that plan In the pages of our journals, (laughs) you know, in the pages of our Bible, in our personal prayer time.
0: In our secret place.
1: Thank you. That's what I was going for. I got you there. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Literally,
0: we're just like thrown into our secret place right now. Yeah. He's like, this is where we're going to connect. This is where you're going to have intimacy with me physically because you can't be around anyone else. Yeah. You know?
1: I wonder if people might be feeling like their own poverty in this sense of like, I rely on my small group. I rely on Blessed Is She VBS because I can pray all day. You know what I mean? I can pray all day and never talk about the most important thing. I can pray and still not give the Lord my heart. So I wonder if we're like being forced into this time of like intimacy. Thank God. All the barriers are coming down, like all the layers are coming off. We're just standing like naked in our poverty before God. Like, I can't hide behind anything else. I'm not saying the church or the sacraments are something we hide behind by no means, but all of the other things that we use to encounter the Lord, all the like groups and things we do and Bible studies and resources, which are all beautiful. I wonder though if as they're taken away, we're seeing a real disconnect and our own longing for like deep personal relationship. Yeah, I love that. I want to cultivate my secret place with the Lord. I want to return to that. I've been thinking about the garden lately and how I used to pray in the garden all the time, Mm. like the garden of my heart. And I just haven't been there in so long. That was like a trysting place. That was a, a meeting place with the lover of my soul, you know? And instead I'm like, I don't know, just working on things or like solving problems, praying for people, but I'm not just falling in
0: love. It reminds me of when Mike and I were first married and we would always hang out with everyone. We were like always with people. We just loved our friends and always wanted to be with our friends. So we never really hung out just with each other. And I remember he was traveling in the band, so he was gone a lot. And then when he was home, we were just like, again, with people. We would have game nights and just what a time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember eventually we kind of had to like talk about we should just like hang out alone. We should get to know each other alone. That's what our marriage is. It's just us two. We have to learn to be intimate with each other, not with all these people (laughs) around. As much fun as it was. But I kind of feel like that's the stripping away that you were talking about. It's just us and the Lord now. There's nothing else.
1: He's like, I just want to hang out with you. Right. It's so cool hanging out with other people. I love our
0: friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I just want to hang out with you. Right. Like, that makes me want to cry. It's so sweet. I just even imagine... John and thank you Passion of the Christ for helping me with my imagination of John standing at the foot of the cross and the wind is blowing and the storm is overhead and he just has his eyes locked on the Lord. He's not being moved by any of the chaos happening around him. All these people screaming and he's just looking at the Lord. It's just such a beautiful moment that I think we can all put ourselves at in all of this. It's just us standing at the foot of the cross, looking at our Lord. That's it.
1: It's so simple, but it's what we need. We're not choosing it necessarily, but it's all that's needed. Yeah. Well, let's pray. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. (laughs) In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, thank you that you're always looking at us, even on the cross. You are looking at us, thinking of us. Jesus, we want to be with you. There are so many fears in the way of that, wounds, and there are obstacles, Lord. You know them. You know these personal things in each of our hearts, in each of our stories that keep us from receiving your look of love. So I ask you, Jesus, in all gentleness, to strip away those obstacles, to remove anything between us. Would you lift our chin to look you in the eye, to return your gaze of love? And I pray in thanksgiving for the intimacy that you're inviting us into, the intimacy that you're extending to us this weekend, and God, give us the grace. Open our hearts to receive it. We love you, Lord. We want to stay with you, but help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Beth.
0: Thanks, friend. Thanks for chatting. You got it. See you and I don't know when. See you later.